listening to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to go ahead and get you started with your week seven preparation. And we're welcoming back the co-host of the show from his anniversary weekend, Dan. Dan, what's going on, buddy? What up? Welcome back, man. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, so how Uh, was your trip? It was was fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, If you are a live music fan, uh, no matter what kind of music you like, I mean, obviously, get a lot of country down there. Uh, But even though... uh, you're going to see some just fantastic musicians. I, I cannot recommend the place enough. Uh, awesome place. Uh, if no one's, if you've ever never had the chance to go, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, like we talked about offline, my wife's been there a few times. She loves it. So uh, as a music fan, I'd love to get down there and just get, get into that atmosphere. So Yeah, lots of honky-tonks. And speaking of music, man, you'll be in Pittsburgh here in a couple days. We got one fun concert coming up with Metallica. Oh, yeah, that set list. We saw that set list today. Uh, and if we even get close to what they've got on there, uh, I think we're going to be very, very pleased. This will be, this will be what, our fifth Metallica show, Bob? Yep, two at each Orion Festival and yep. this one here. So uh, they never disappoint. Always a great show. Uh, probably my favorite band. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story, though. We were at a honky-tonk, and they were playing some uh, some rock-type music. I mean, you got some Skinner in there, things like that. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, maybe we could play some uh, Southern Rock or something like that. Uh, so, of course, I thought of Pantera. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I asked my wife, I said, here, take, take this money up there and see if they know any Pantera songs. And she walked up and says, excuse me, sir, do you know any Pantera? and the entire bar started laughing and he goes hold on i just gotta tell everybody this sweet young lady up here uh, just asked <laughs> if you knew any pan tara he goes not in nashville honey and i go it's southern rock i mean come on uh yeah their so cd was entitled the great southern trend kill right and the other one is before that cowboys from hell <laughs> I mean, plenty of things that you would expect to hear in nashville tennessee but uh to no avail but i will say uh, they did play uh, some Metallica, so hey, little, got a little, little bit primer. of that. Yeah, now I'm now I'm getting the the real thing on Thursday. Cannot wait. Yes, so we'll be uh, joined in Pittsburgh doing a live podcast before we go to the concert. And boy, did they pick a good week for the concert because it's the Broncos and the Cardinals. So um, won't be sad that I'm not sitting at home watching that instead of at a concert. So yeah, no, I'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, now that we're back, uh, the crew's back. Just a refresher, what we're going to do on the Tuesday show here that we're recording. Uh, we'll give a recap of the Sunday Monday night games to close out week six we'll go ahead and and cover important news and injuries to get you ready for week seven we're going to do our favorite segment real or fake where we'll look back at performances both good and bad from each skill position determine if it's something to buy into or something to pass on we got a few uh, twitter questions that we want to go over and then just a real quick preview of the thursday night game so dan let's get right into it and cover the Sunday night game. Boy, was this a Sounds game. Good. The Patriots. Uh, we had some fantastic late night games. I mean, uh, I, 
it was I, I was obviously doing other things, but it was very difficult for me to take my eyes off of these these games, uh, especially the Sunday night game. What a great football game! Yeah, the Patriots beat the Chiefs forty three to forty, and I'm just gonna go over some of my notes, Dan, and then I'll throw it off to you. I mean, Tyreek Hill, this was the performance we were waiting on. Even uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the show that I did where I went over the rankings uh, on Thursday night. But I mentioned, don't be surprised if Tyreek Hill gets one 50-plus yard touchdown. And there he, had, he had that third TD where the guy seemed like he was right next to him, and then he just blew right away from him. It was crazy to watch how fast this guy is. He was he was on fire. Uh, I just think this is – I mean, if you got any part of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on your fantasy squad, you have to be f- thrilled. Because I know that people thought that Mahomes was going to kind of take these guys to another level. Uh, but, man, I, I mean, we like Tyreek Hill coming into this season. Uh, and it, it, if it's possible, I, I think he might be like, even exceeding our expectations, Bob. Yeah, I mean, he's just insane. You will take the five for 60 weeks as his down weeks because his his high weeks could be yeah, this his, type of high. His up weeks are insane. So, seven for 142 and three. I mean, he was really the passing offense i mean everybody sort of took a back seat um but then my next note right below that kareem hunt is back to being a high-end running back one i mean he's a no brain he was always getting the work to begin the season but he wasn't producing results he turns 10 rushes into 80 yards and then five receptions to 105 and one touchdown so he's a set it and forget it running back the rest of the the year i mean no doubt I, i think we were talking about this earlier uh, or I was talking to somebody about this earlier, but it is really this season, I think, is really the year of the dual threat running back. Uh, I mean, you need to have one of these kind of all you can do, uh, do everything type of players. Uh, Kareem Hunt uh, is a prime example of that. Uh, and somebody who's uh, we're going to talk about later in the show because I've read the show notes. I think this guy is, is starting. There's a guy who we're going to talk about later who's starting to come on and really kind of reestablish himself as a lead back in a dual threat backfield, uh, which is going to be concerning some people uh, who took a certain player early in a draft, you know, like me. So, <laughs> but this is this is the year of that dual threat running back, and it's exciting to watch because you're getting a lot of play, uh, both ends of the field, McCaffrey. Uh, guys like that. I mean, I, I thought we knew, I thought we had that in Tevin Coleman too, uh, but it doesn't look like, especially on Sunday. I know we didn't get to talk about the Sunday games, but uh, I really thought Tevin Coleman was going to have a bigger week than he did, and again, another a, li- a little bit of a dud uh, for the for those Falcons. Yeah, um, and I'm just going to go to the Patriots side because it was really. I mean, Mahomes is great. I don't even really have to go over him, but no, he's a he's a start every week, no matter what the team. That Jacksonville game established that for me. He's going to throw picks, but everyone every quarterback's going to. But he has got such a big play threat uh, in Ty- Tyreek Hill and all these other skill positions. Uh, I, I think if you even if there's ever a moment you're like maybe I should play somebody else over Mahomes, stop it. Stop, you're overthinking it. <laughs> it's not that hard. Just play. Yep, I completely agree. And I'm going to move on to the New England side of things. Boy, I wish I could have got a piece of this guy when I tried to hit up Greg in our league of record. But Sony Michelle's in every week running back one. 24 attempts, 106 yards, two touchdowns. He's dominating the rushing portion of the Patriots offense. I guess my only question to you, Bob, and I completely agree. Uh, it has been a nice kind of uh, resurgence of the New England running game, especially for those fantasy people who invested in Sony Michelle. 
Uh, but do you think we're getting this much Sony Michelle if Rex Burkhead's hurt, not hurt? No, and that I mean you're exactly right because we went into. Well, I'll speak for myself. I went into thinking Rex Burkhead was a great value in sleeper even. Um, so no, I don't think he does. I think he would get instead of 24 attempts, maybe 12 to 13, somewhere in that range. But that injury just completely opened it up for him. And uh, I mean, Rex Burkhead's going to be relegated to picking up the scraps if he comes back this year. I mean, it's so, it's Sony Michelle completely. Yeah, I think this is the Sony Michelle Rex Burkhead scenario is I think something that you and I probably hoped would happen in Green Bay with Williams and Aaron Jones. Yep. Uh, whereas in the New England backfield, it's worked out pretty well. Uh, that Green Bay backfield is still just a nightmare. Uh, so if you got Sony Michelle, uh, you are definitely reaping the benefits. I agree. Running back one, probably from here on out. And I got two more notes. Uh, Gronk was slowed down all game again, a little concerning, but in the end, he produced a 40-yard catch to put the team in position to win. Only finished with three for 97, but Tom Brady really spread the ball around. I mean, to me, now it's really Kelsey and Ertz, and then I'd probably put Gronk at least this year right underneath those two. Yeah, I think Kelsey and Ertz are the most consistent tight end threats. Uh, Gronk is not as consistent anymore. Uh, and I think part of that is because of how good Sony Michelle's been again in the running game. Uh, and now you've got Edelman back. Hogan had a nice game in this game, too. Uh, there's just now New England starting to move the ball around. I mean, there's a lot more weapons there than I think we gave them credit for at the beginning of the fantasy season, Bob. Yeah, and then my last note, actually, to echo that point, was just saying Josh Gordon was way more involved. He actually was the leading target man with nine targets. So um, you're going to get good games out of the receiving options. Just good luck deciding which one's going to give you the best option. So everybody's getting involved right now. Yeah, I mean, Edelman had a nice game. Uh, got his first touchdown of the season. Uh, but I think you're going to get the biggest passing games out of Josh Gordon because I think as he gets more acclimated to the offense, uh, now they're starting to get the running game going again. Uh, that play action is going to start moving the ball down the field. And, right. I mean, Brady loves to throw the long ball. So uh, he's probably got his best long ball threat since Randy Moss. He is not Randy Moss. This is not that team, but uh, there's going to be games where Josh Gordon's going to kind of go off. Uh, so Edelman, probably the most consistent underneath guy. Uh, but Gordon, I think you're going to get the biggest games out of him. Yeah, let's move on to the Monday night game, Dan. Another good one. The Packers pull it out late, beating the 49ers 33-30. to uh, I mean, the one thing of note I just put immediately, you can never count Aaron Rodgers out. You cannot even give this guy a pulse or he will come back and beat you, which he did late uh, in the fourth quarter, just turning in drives that, that won games for them. Right, and, and I think, I mean, we had, we made this point early and often, Bob, is that no matter what receivers you have in that Green Bay offense, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to make them fantasy relevant. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, I know you're a big fan of Adams this year. Uh, another just monster game, monster game. Uh, but Valdez Scouting, uh, Scantling, Valdez Scantling, uh, I don't know. This guy's starting to be kind of a sneaky pick for me, Bob. I'm starting to like him more and more. Uh, and I understand maybe because Geronimo's out and Cobb's out. Uh, but with the games that he's putting up, uh, you, you know, do you think he gets a little bit more in the mix now? Did I say forget Randall Cobb? 
go with Adam Scantling and Allison because what has Scantling done to say he doesn't deserve more playing time? <laughs> exactly. Another I game over a hundred yards, three receptions, one hundred three yards with a long of sixty. I believe last week he got into the end zone and over a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> Randall Cobb wasn't really producing. He's often injured. You've got this young rookie that's already playing very well. I mean, I don't get why you just do not keep playing him. So I still think he's their wide receiver three, even with Cobb. Healthy. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be Adams as the true alpha, which is what I thought going into the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then Allison and Scantling, I think they should just mix as the two and three, really. And I know that we both like Geronimo Allison um, a lot kind of going into this season kind of saying you know he can support three receivers um but i agree with you i think geronimo is probably the second best guy there uh Cobb, i mean he's okay he's had that one big game on that one big play and it's been basically the first game of the season uh, other than that not that great of a fantasy uh producer but i agree this rookie is the, in my opinion has earned his spot to kind of maybe get some more playing time uh love him in a dynasty format love him as a dynasty ad. yeah i'm glad we got aggressive in the dynasty league and snatched him up immediately just to, i mean to me it's it's not only somebody it looks like we might be able to play this year but the future is looking bright and and with with our team I, I like that we're starting to get younger on the bench because we were getting a little old yeah, on the bench. Yeah, so we need to get, to get aggressive there. Um, and then Jimmy Graham had a really nice game. Five for 104 with a long of 54. I mean, uh, just every key passing uh, option for Green Bay stepped up. The running backs, still a mess. Um, I mean, I'm surprised they just don't give it to Aaron Jones. He's more effective than Jamal Williams, but it looks like it's going to be really a three-headed monster the whole year. Yeah, so it's like a Jimmy the P throwback game here. Uh, an old school Jimmy Graham game. Uh, but I think you were going to get a little bit of this because you had Cobb and it was kind of going to rely on the rookies and Devontae Adams to play the passing game. Uh, but, I mean, this is the type of game that you'll, you're you not going to get out of Jimmy Graham every right, week. Right. Uh, so when you get this type of game, you're thrilled with this Jimmy Graham action. And, yeah, this Packers backfield, uh, fantasy-wise, I just don't know what to do with it. Uh there's a part of me who wants to give Aaron Jones a chance every week as a flex, um, but it's just becoming way too risky. Uh, there's just no consistency there. Uh, I think, you know, it, it might take something like a, I mean, I don't want this to happen, uh, but it might take something like a Rex Burkhead type situation right. to m- finally get some clarity because Ty Montgomery uh, still is going to play in that backfield. Uh, Jamal Williams is still going to play in the backfield. Uh, Aaron Jones obviously going to play in the backfield. It seems like they're trying to get him established early, uh, but they're never going to completely give it hand over that running game to him, like the Patriots have done with Sony Michelle. Right, and then on the 49ers side of things, I mean, C.J. Beathard, you could do much worse. I mean, he's been getting the ball down the field. He's been scoring touchdowns, um, and then. Boy, I'll tell you what, the the two injury concerned players that um, big games. I mean, Matt Breda. Marquise Goodwin, just monster games. Um, both got into the end zone. Goodwin got in twice on some long plays. And then um, it looks like Alfred Morris might be done. Raheem Mostert got uh, the second most yeah. amount of carries so, behind Breda. So. Yeah, so random because I know a lot of people were starting Morris, uh, anticipating that Breda was not going to play or not at least be very effective. Uh, and he played. And he was pretty effective. And then they handed it off to this other guy 
who I guarantee was not on any fantasy rosters and probably will be added tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, bizarre game. Uh, funny story is I was talking to uh, Mr. Dust about uh, Marquise Goodwin. He said this whole weekend, everybody said, don't play Marquise Goodwin. Don't play Marquise Goodwin. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible game for him to play. And uh, I, I proudly said, hey, Marquise Goodwin just got a 75-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, just just completely burn them too. I mean, it was just it shows you just how random this is. You know what I mean? There's no, you're hoping for things to hit. It's a lot of luck. Uh, But man, uh, big bounce back game for that guy. I know a lot of people expected big things out of him this season. Um, But huge bounce back game for Marquise Goodwin. If he's on the waivers, I'm getting aggressive on him. I know he's available, not in our league of record, but in another league that I am. I'm getting pretty aggressive because I'd rather take upside, especially if it's going to be on my bench. So Yeah, for sure. um, And then the last thing I want to just say is... With Alfred Morris seemingly out of the mix, this gives me confidence that Breda is going to be the lead. He it looks like he's going to split with Mostert, but I, I like that. You know, coming in as an injury concern, they were confident enough to give him 14 carries, and he turned it into 61 and one. So, right, I think he's locked in as an RB two as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, I think once the McKinnon injury happened, uh, Breda kind of shot. Um, kind of upwards on the rankings in both of our opinions. I know we had Matt Breda in our Dynasty League. Uh, you, you know, I just don't have a lot of confidence in the 49ers offense quite yet uh, to think that he's going to be a, you know, an, an every week kind of starter, but definitely uh, a nice flex play in my opinion. Uh, and definitely a big upside for Breda, for sure. Yeah, and that, that wraps up our week six coverage. Um, and Dan, let's go right into the news. And I'm just going to read off. Uh, and then I just want you to give me one thought on each player because I want to definitely sure. spend some more time on the questions and the um, uh, real or fake segment. So first, we're going to cover some quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill uh, is day-to-day, according to Coach Adam Gaze. He won't see anything and, and know anything until he throws later this week. Um the coach added that he did get worse as last week went on, which is why they decided to sit him. Um, to me, there's not really any fantasy impact one way or the other. Osweiler looked good, but he can look very bad this week, I'm sure. So uh, I'm not interested in any of the passing options here. Yeah, not as ter- not interested. No, thank you. Even if it's Kenny Stills, shout out, Kurt. Uh, but at this point, not really, not really concerning because unless I'm in like a two quarterback league, I don't have a piece of anyone um, passing wise, especially from the quarterback from Miami. Yeah, and next is Baker Mayfield. Uh, Monday, Coach Hugh Jackson confirmed his anchoring injury injury won't affect his week seven status. He looks fine. He might be limited in some practices, but he'll be out there. I mean. With bye weeks coming up, if he's healthy, listen to the schedule he's got coming up. Tampa Bay this Sunday, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta. Could be a possible bye week fill-in if, uh, if you're in need of some quarterback help due to buys. Yeah, and I know Russie's on a bye this week. Uh, so, I mean, you could do a lot worse than Baker. And by the way, Njoku, first touchdown of the season. Yep. Didn't even get to talk about it, but there he is. He's coming on. He's coming on a little. This is what we were hoping for with the change, for sure. Yep. Uh, next, Josh Allen, and we just got some news right before we came on. Will it miss at least the next two or three games, and will be week to week after that? Uh, he got a second co- uh, opinion that he has UCL damage to his throwing arm, but will not need Tommy John, which is good because that's pretty much a year right there. 
Um, he doesn't put up numbers, but I think he stabilized the quarterback position because as soon as he went out, Nate Peterman interception <laughs> bill. So paid six. I yeah, mean, pick it, six. Thanks, it, Nate. If you have the option to and are streaming defenses like I am, uh, I'm looking at the Colts because they play the Bills with possibly Nate Peterman this week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, uh, I got some friends in Buffalo and I said, how can you guys even justify having this guy on your roster anymore? I mean, what, what does he have over the organization? I, I just I, I don't know. There's got it. I mean, you don't want to give Kaepernick a chance. You don't want to give I, any of these guys out there a chance. That's I the mean, stunning part is Kaepernick's just sitting out there and he would be an instant upgrade over anything they have. Right. And I, I mean, I get that there's I mean, but still, I mean, you don't want to give Kaepernick a shot. I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl. Uh, he makes your t- team relevant, more relevant than they would be with Peterman there. I, I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, and it's a shame because I was kind of thinking maybe we could get a maybe a little bit of a uh, maybe a week out of shady this week yeah but i don't with the quarterback downgrade i, I don't even know if i want a piece of that yeah it's I, terrible i put him in our starting lineup but it might be breda <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last i don't really want to spend much time on him because he's not fantasy relevant and he's on a bye D- despite leaving sunday's loss in london early with an arm injury Derek carr is not in danger of missing time don't care we're gonna move on because they're on a bye Raiders are falling apart. Big time. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's Ed Bouchette reports. Steelers don't expect him to report this week, but I saw some news that they're expecting a Monday. At this point, I don't know, and it's becoming confusing and frustrating. Uh, I, I just don't know. When people ask my advice, I'm still trying to sell Con- Connor High, and I think we're going to talk about him because he's at absolute max value. Yep. But I, I just don't know anymore. It's confusing. I mean, here's the thing is I don't even know. Here's the, I, I thought from the very beginning this is how it was going to play out. You called he it, was man. sitting games. You called it. He's sitting games. He's not going to injure himself. And now here's the only thing that I keep thinking about is James Harrison. He, Whenever he said, why don't you come back, get your check, and then say you can't play on Sunday. That literally is something I can see actually happening uh i mean i don't think he cares about losing a locker room i think that's already happened uh i don't think anyone really cares because everybody understands he's doing what he needs to do to get his, his money because of the life of an nfl running back right uh so this is his this last point, contract i mean it really right. is going to be his last big contract so he needs to get he needs a cash in right now uh and, and here's the thing is i i just i don't know what to do either uh i have james connor on our team on a team uh, I've been thrilled with the production. Uh, I stupidly suggested somebody else pick them up in our league of record, which I wish I would have just done it myself. Being a gentleman. Uh, <laughs> I, I regret that <laughs> since the last two weeks. But, uh, I mean, Connor's been nice. If Lev Bell shows up, fine. Uh, but, you know, you've heard Big Ben say, you know, Connor deserves to be part of the offense still. So I, I don't know even know what to expect if he reports. Uh, people keep saying he's going to, and he doesn't show up. So, you yeah. know, whatever. Go for it with Connor at this point. I wonder if it'll be a Saints situation like Ingram and um, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Why Kamara? I, yeah, why am I drawing a blank on one of the best running backs? But that's, prob- <laughs> that's probably the scenario it's looking like. But let's move on. It's just confusing. Some big news. Devonta Freeman of the Falcons with a foot and groin injuries on injured reserve. I think it's more on the um, groin. I think he's getting surgery on. But he's also dealing with that foot injury. Yeah, it looks like per Ian Rappaport, he's going. Uh, he's undergoing groin surgery. So uh, lost, lost season. Yeah. 
grab some Edo Smith. That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah, so so they do have um, a game this week, and then they are on a bye. Um, the schedule's a little tricky. I was looking at him um, a little earlier before the podcast. So here's the schedule for Edo Smith and the Falcons. The Giants on Monday. They're pretty bad against the run. By Washington, they're pretty good against the run. Cleveland's bad. Dallas is good. New Orleans is good. Baltimore's the best. And Green Bay's middle of the pack. So you got to hope he keeps scoring touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably the running back that I'm targeting on waivers if I, if I need some running back help. I guess here's the question is that uh, beginning of the fantasy season, we kind of said uh, maybe Tevin Coleman's last year in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes somewhere else who needs running back help. We made we, we even had talked about maybe he comes to the Steelers. Uh, now with Connor playing as well as he has, I, I don't really think that's legit. But I right. mean now now is the time for Tevin Coleman to kind of step up and show he deserves a big contract. Uh, so I think this is going to be – there's a lot of incentive in this for him to step up. A Linder, little underwhelming last week. Uh, so do you expect him to bounce back a little bit? Or, I mean, you think Ito is going to take over a bigger timeshare of this? I, I think they're going to timeshare it because, uh, I mean, Coleman just hasn't – I mean, he saves it with like a late touchdown every time. That's pretty right. much what he what in, he does. So in the passing game, yeah, not even a rushing touchdown. Right. right. So, uh, yeah, I'd go get Edo Smith. Um, just that schedule and the buy coming right up afterwards is a little. So you're gonna pick him up and then have to replace his spot somehow. So right, a little tricky, but. Next, this one came up. I didn't put it on our sheet, Dan, but Marshawn Lynch. Uh, there's some concern uh, from John Gruden about his groin injury. Could be a long-term issue. They do have a bye week, so this is one I personally have him on my team. I'm just going to have to sort of wait and see. I mean, you got to hope the bye week gets it. He's, he's really the only good, consistent player, maybe outside of Jared Cook on that offense. Yeah. And uh, I think the Raiders, if he's healthy, need to do more to get him the the ball. I mean, it's just he's the only thing that gets that offense going consistently. Yeah, and if he's going to miss any significant amount of time, uh, Doug Martin, next man up. Uh, so I, I guess we'll see if the muscle hamster has anything left in the tank. But uh, – Kind of a disappointing – I mean, I know I've talked up Derek Carr a little bit in the, in the preseason, and, uh, man, a little disappointing uh, out of this Raiders uh, offense for sure. Very disappointing. Yeah, let's move on right on to their wide receiver, Amari Cooper. The Raiders are seeking a first-round pick in exchange for Cooper, but based on his inconsistency and leaving with a concussion week six, good luck, Oakland. Yeah. Jeez, I mean uh, – I mean, okay, let's think about the the teams most in need of a wide receiver. Uh, the only team that really jumps out at me is Dallas. Uh, but I, I don't think Jerry is going to give up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. He's not so, worth it. He's not. No. Uh, but, I mean, do you think – I mean, the fact that they're actively shopping him now – uh, I mean, what's that got to do to Amari's fantasy value? I mean, geez, I, I don't know. If I'm him, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know how I would take that. Hearing that after being hurt, so, uh, yeah, messy, messy in Oakland, real yeah. messy. Yeah, it looks like they're going through a possible rebuild here uh, on the fly. So, 
Next, let's move on to Cooper Cup. I mean, it looked like he was dealing with a massive injury, uh, got carted off, and then came back to the game. But it looks like he has uh, he's going to miss this game coming up and possibly on a week-to-week basis with a knee injury. Obviously, he's a big part of their passing game uh, for the L.A. Rams. Um, with him out, though, it just means more targets for Woods and Cook. So that, yep. the offense will keep humming, but uh, it's sad because, I mean, Cooper Cup was having a hell of a year. So hopefully it's not more than a week here. Yeah, very disappointing. You know, hate these big-time injuries. It seems like, boy, they're piling up quick, aren't they, Bob? Yeah, that's um, a lot of wide but- receivers, too. Yeah, good news for uh, good news for people who own some stock in Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. Bad news for all those uh, Cooper Cup owners. Uh, I don't really think it impacts Goff all that no. much. I, I still think very a very very viable fantasy option, uh, Goff. I agree, completely. especially this week. Yeah, I was a little aggressive this week with the rankings. I put Woods twelfth, and he paid off. So I mean, I, I like what he's been offering for that offense. So for sure. Uh, next, real quick, Quincy Inunua, the Jets, diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss at least three weeks. Drop him. If I were going to target, who's Robbie readily, Anderson. Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curse would be my two right off the bat. Yep. So, um, Two Falcons wide receivers, Calvin Ridley with an ankle, Muhammad Sanu with a hip. Uh, Coach Dan Quinn's hopeful that both are going to be ready for Monday night. So they do have an extra day. Sanu appears to be a minor aggravation of a previous ailment. And uh, Calvin Ridley's MRI came back pretty clean. So it sounds like they're going to give it a shot. Uh, just we'll, we'll keep that updated. But um, if they can't go, maybe Julio can score his first touchdown of the year. <laughs> watch Austin Hooper get like three touchdowns. Yeah, Julio will have 300 yards. No touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And somehow people will still be disappointed. I know, right? Yeah. And then the last one, uh, it's just a uh, tight end injury of note. Um, Niles Paul, who was filling in for the Jaguars, sprained his MCL against the Cowboys. He's going to miss a couple games. Dan, are you going to the wire to pick up James O'Shaughnessy, who's next on the depth chart? Um, no. <laughs> so just I'm saying it's it's the tight end wasteland. Oh my god, yeah. That's it's just <laughs> and it so, just continues. It just keeps getting worse. And, and worse. Dan, we are gonna have to take this uh, offline for a minute after the show. We have no tight end this week in Dynasty and it's not pretty. Oh fantastic. So, can't wait. Can't wait to deal with that one. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that one. So that covers all the news and notes. Uh like I said, a lot of wide receivers, a lot of running backs couple players on by so uh we'll keep retweeting or breaking any news that we see come across on our twitter page at not takes ff so follow us there but dan let's get into our favorite segment real or fake so sounds good bobby if you're new to the show um just give a quick recap of what this segment is we look at the qb running back wide receiver tight end and we look back at the week prior so week six and provide one good performance and one bad performance. And we try to determine based on that, is this real or is this fake? And sort of what do you do with these players? So, Dan, I know we like to rotate off. Do you want good or bad this week? Take, give me the bad. All right. Well, then I'm going to start with the good. The good. Chicago Bears are sleeper this week. Mitchell Trubisky, 22 for 31, 316, three touchdowns, one interception. Also added eight rushes for 47 yards. And his past two games, so he had the bye sandwich in between week six and uh, four, but 41 for 57, 670 yards, nine touchdowns, one interception, 11 rushes, 100 yards. Is this real or fake, Dan? 
Well, Bob, uh, it looks like that dynasty pick that we had might be paying off. Uh, I think we're better at waivers after the draft than we are at the draft. <laughs> yeah, that's, unfortunately, that appears to be the case. Uh, I'm going to tentatively say this is real. Uh, back-to-back spectacular games. and I think it just took a little bit of figuring it out. Uh, I think before the bye week, I said, I think that this is the weekend, the week that the Bears figured out. Trubisky came out. Had an amazing game. No one expected this out of him. Uh, now we're going to see, hey, can you put him back to back? And he did. He, he was great again this this week. Uh, and, and I expect him to kind of be I, – I don't. you're not going to get six touchdowns out of him every week. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, I'd, be, I'd even be surprised with three. I think two is right around his sweet spot every week. And that's what I was going to say. I, I think you're going to get two. I think there are enough big play threats. Uh on this offense that you're going to get a lot of fantasy love out of them. Uh, And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to come from Jordan Howard. Uh, I think it's going to come probably from Tarek Cohen and uh, maybe from Trubisky. Uh, But I'm going to say this is real. Uh, I'll be, I would feel fine, especially if I'm in a two quarterback league, uh, having him as my super flex every single week, because I think you can have big games out of him. Um, So I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to go in on Trubisky, Mitchie, and I'm going to go real. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this is true from Trubisky. So emphasis, true. On, emphasis on the true. I mean, I think your analysis was spot on saying <clears throat> new coach, new scheme, some new players, and they took some time and figured it out. I think they really had the momentum going in a soft matchup against Tampa Bay in week four. But to come right out against a pretty pretty strong pass defense in Miami and really just lit them up. I mean, right. he did whatever he wanted to. He gets another juicy matchup against the Patriots this week uh, who have allowed some passing against them. Um, and I, I think it's all been triggered. So if you notice over the past two games, the injection of Tariq Cohen into the offense yeah. is the trigger. And we're going to talk about him. So I'm, I'm going to agree. And I'm, I'm going to buy this from Mitchell Trubisky. And especially this week, if you've got bye weeks, once again, you could do a lot worse than Mitchell Trubisky this week. And here, I, I was a little surprised, frankly, about how much offense there was in this game. Uh, when I saw Osweiler playing as the starting quarterback for Miami, uh-huh. I said, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a bloodbath. I mean, there's a good chance Khalil Mack might actually kill somebody in this game. Uh, but I, I, where this go? I mean, this is the weirdest part. We were talking about this. It doesn't it seems like there's no way to predict who's going to go off when. Uh, this is just the way the NFL is now, and people can throw up tons of points out of nowhere against one of the best defenses in the league. Bizarre game, uh, and a nice, nice game out of Mitchell for sure. Yep. So let's go ahead, Dan. Why don't you give it the bad for this week? It'd be Philip Rivers, eleven for twenty, two oh seven, two touchdowns, one interception. Is this real or fake? So this is fake, and so there's some concerning stats, but then if you look at his uh, seasonal pace, it just reminds you that this guy's having a heck of a season. So I put some notes in there for us, Dan, to talk about. Outside of two games, week one and week five, he's not been over 300 yards, and it's not really too close outside of that. Uh, I think his high watermark outside of that was 256 yards. But here's his 
weekly touchdown pace starting week one. Three, three, two, three, two, two. So he's getting it into the end zone, and his 16-game pace is... Over 4,500 yards, 40 TDs, and 8 interceptions. He just does this every year. He always ends up being like a back-end QB1 that you could just start and feel comfortable with. He's never really too high, but he's never too low either. So I think this was just a weird game. It was the uh, Melvin Gordon show. I mean, he just dominated like Gurley did. So that's going to happen week to week every once in a while. I agree, Bob. I think this is a real fake aroo as well. Uh, but this this. I can't figure the Chargers out. The only team I player on the team I really think is going to be your consistent best option um, on your squad is going to be Melvin Gordon. Right on. Uh, as I said before, well, this is the year of those dual threat running backs. Melvin Gordon is going to be at the top of that list this year. Uh, huge game. I mean, also, I think this is a game where they didn't really need Philip Rivers to throw the ball a bunch of times. Right. Because – Melvin Gordon couldn't be stopped. I mean, he, he was unstoppable. Uh, it's weird, though, to see Keenan Allen not doing big things. Uh, this past week, it was Terrell Williams out of nowhere. Uh, it's just one of – but the thing is, is that the plays that were scoring plays were big plays from Terrell Williams. Right. Uh, and those were big plays that you got out of Philip Rivers, too. So he had a nice day for you fantasy-wise. Um, but, I mean, the other thing is is that I think you and I would both agree uh, one of the more underrated defenses in the league is Cleveland. Uh, they're they're going to be better than the average defense. Uh, so maybe that's a little bit of that, too. Uh, but, you know, I feel f- comfortable with Philip Rivers as my starting quarterback, especially because you probably took him super late at a good bargain. Uh, and you have some nice other skill players to kind of round out that roster. Right. Yeah, I agree completely. So let's move on to the running backs. So <clears throat> our good, we're going with the Bears. He was our sleeper this week as well uh, in our week six rankings. Tariq Cohen, five rushes for 31 yards. He got one touchdown. He also had one called back, so he could have had an even bigger game. Here's where he's been dominating. Nine targets, seven receptions, 90 yards. Now, he did have a fumble, but let me give you his past two games and compare that to Jordan Howard. Past two games (laughs) for Cohen, 18 rushes, 84 yards, one touchdown. A whopping 17 targets, 14 receptions, 211 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Howard in those two games, 25 rushes, 94 yards on only two tar- Well, he only had two targets, so nothing in the receiving game. So, Dan, is Cohen's performance an indicator of things to come, or is it just fake? I think it's an indicator of things to come, unfortunately. Yep. And I'm saying that as a uh, proud owner of Jordan Howard in our league of record. Uh, and I took him early. Like, he was one of my f- – he was, I think – my pick in the second round and keep in mind uh, folks we do keepers as well round based keepers so right that changes the dynamic a little bit but yeah second third right. round is where he was it's going a, it was a round based keeper uh i thought i had a greg value where he was uh but i was going back and just kind of looking at <laughs> the jordan howard production and week one 12 and a half points eh, okay not exactly what you want out of your rv2 well, week two, 7.5. Week three, his best by far against Arizona, 15 points. Uh, but against Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, you expect him to have a pretty good game against them, right? Two points. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> you expect him to have a pretty good game against Miami, right? Four points. Uh, and he had the fumble on the goal line. 
So he should have had a touchdown, but he fumbled. Uh, I just – this is starting to get real murky. Uh, the passing game's turning on. Trubisky's coming on. Uh, and Jordan Howard, who we thought was going to do a lot more in the passing game, uh, back-to-back weeks, no catches, no receiving yards, and back-to-back weeks where Tarek Cohn is tearing it up. Uh, and after that first week, the, the coach Nagy came out and said, you know what? Jordan Howard wasn't disappointed with his amount of play, uh, you know, cause that's what the game dictated. Uh, now <laughs> this was a closer game. Uh, the game could have used a little bit of Jordan Howard, but he just can't seem to get it going on the inside. Uh, it seems like the team is just kind of flowing better with Tara Cohen in the backfield. So uh, I am pretty concerned at this point that Cohen, who, who somebody on this podcast right now grabbed off the waiver wire, why he got dropped. I don't, I can't understand that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I am concerned that this is real. Uh, not because I'm a Tarek Cohen owner, because I'm a Jordan Howard owner. Yeah, and I, I'm believing it's real too because obviously there's two of us on the podcast, so I picked him up during the bye <laughs> I just thought, you know what? It, it, I don't even care if he rushes the ball five times. I, I really don't. No, you're Be- getting out of the passing game. Yeah, because if you, like I said, when we, when we talked about Trubisky, the uptick in the offensive performance happened to just coincide when Cohen started getting getting more involved in the offense. So what would Coach Nagy's reason be for really decreasing his workload at all, at least in the passing game? Right. I, I, I think he, I mean, back-to-back games, he's had seven receptions, uh, 90 and 121 yards. I mean, <laughs> there's not much more you can ask for from this no. guy. And, and I think... <clears throat> This guy almost fits to me because uh, Nagy came from Kansas City. Like, I don't want to say he's like Tariq Hill because he's a whole different universe, but he's got right. that fast, get him in space, let him outrun people, and just cause havoc on the defense. So I believe this is real. And I mean, <clears throat> at worst, he's a flex every week for, for a sure. team. So, and you no, can feel I comfortable agree. with that passing workload. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and move to the bad? So that, actually, let me. So Trubisky, we believe it's real. Rivers, we believe it's fake. Cohen, we believe it's real. And now our bad. Bad is uh, beast mode. Marshawn Lynch, thirteen rushes, forty-five yards, five targets, three receptions for fourteen yards. Past two games, twenty-two rushes, seventy-six yards total. Seven targets, five receptions, twenty-four yards total. Is this the new Marshawn Lynch? Well, the groin injury adds a little bit of murkiness as well. Um, To me, it's really going to be based on how severe this groin injury is. If he doesn't miss any time, uh, I guess let's just say I think this is more on the real side because they've been getting taken out of games, and when they do, it removes him from getting dominant rushing totals. His averages previous to this past two game, Dan, were 17 rush attempts per game, 75 yards, almost one touchdown, and he was adding two and a half receptions for 15 yards. So just a little sprinkle on there for any PPR leagues. I mean, he's got 11 rushes per game the past two games. That's six below his average. He needs that workload to get going, and I'm just afraid that they're just going to get taken out of games because they really can't do anything on offense. 
and that scripts him out of favorable uh, rush totals. So I'm tentatively, tentatively going to say this is real, but I'm, I'm hopeful that the groin injury isn't bad because he's, he's been having a good year otherwise. Yeah, I, I'll say I'm going to actually say it's fake. Uh, I, I think it's just been a, a, just a bad run of games. Uh, I still like Marshawn Lynch this season. Now, granted, the injury concerning um but i'm not this isn't a guy i'm dropping this is a guy yeah. I'll, I'll ride the injury out i want him on my squad uh you know this is somewhere someone who gruden clearly is leaning on leaned on him the for the first five games of the season uh it, it, i mean Gerkar banged up uh mari cooper uh they're trying to get rid of him uh, so I don't know where else you're going to get any kind of production out of it. And you know he's getting goal line carries. Uh, so if they ever get in the red zone, you know he's getting touches. Uh, and he's looked pretty good outside of these past two weeks, still running people over, still doing the old beast mode thing. So I'm, I'm just thinking this is a bad run of games, and I've got some confidence that Marshawn's going to bounce back as long as the injury doesn't kind of uh, – you know stifle him too much right. he is a little bit older now uh so maybe the injury is not going to bounce back as quick as it used to uh but i think marshawn's going to be fine perfect timing on the bye week though i mean really yeah he can oh, use yeah. this rest so hopefully for sure we'll keep you updated we'll share any news on that so let's move on to our wide receiver and our good we were I, we were aggressive uh, on this week um, Robert Woods, 10 targets, 7 receptions, 109 yards, 1 rush for 12 yards. Let me give you his numbers and pay some out because I like to sort of paint a picture of players if possible. Paint a picture, Bobby. Just call me Bobby Ross. <laughs> Painting happy Pretty. little fantasy pictures. <laughs> 16 game pace, Dan. 136 targets, 96 receptions, right under 1,400 yards and 8 TDs. Give you some perspective. If you look at that target pace and put it into 2017's target pace, he would have been tied for 11th overall in targets with Mike Evans. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Is this real or fake, Dan? I think Bobby Woods, uh, especially with the injury to Cooper Cup. Hey, man, I think this is real. And it's not just last week. It was the week before this. Uh, And he also had a great game when Goff went off. Uh, for that, what, six touchdowns in a game or something insane on that Thursday night. Uh, I knew that maybe there was going to be kind of a maybe a degrade in terms of targets and action and things like that when they added Brandon Cooks. But, man, Robert Woods was great last season. He was a main target last season for Goff. That rapport just doesn't go away because Brandon Cooks is on the team. Uh, and it clearly hasn't. Um, I was I was concerned about Woods cutting in the cooks before the season started. Uh, and I mean, I didn't expect Goff to be as good as he's been. I thought everything was going to go through Gurley. Uh, the thing is, man. though, it, it still is. And he's still yeah, really good. Right. That's the, this offense is insane. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think between them and Kansas City, if you got any parts of the Rams or Kansas City, how weird is that to talk about? 
um, you are pretty happy with your fantasy team right now. And I know people who actually drafted Robert Woods got him at a great bargain. He's becoming an every week starter for you. Yeah, I completely agree. This is 100% real. I wouldn't even second guess it. In our league of record, Dan, he's the seventh overall wide receiver. And keep in mind, folks, we reward big plays. So if you, uh, anything over 50 yards, you're getting a bonus. But in really any league format, he's not going to be far off. Here's what he's done since a week one dud of three for 37. Week two, six for 81. Week three, 10 for 104 and two. Week four, five for 101 and one. Week five, five for 92. Week six, seven for 109. So his low mark is 81 yards since week two? Yeah, right. What else Come do you on. want? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't ask for anything else. He's, he's probably not your wide receiver one or two the, for the way you drafted him, but he's becoming your want your wide receiver one or two because of his performance. Insane. Hundred percent buy on Robert Woods. So Dan, why don't you go over our bad for this week? The bad for this week was Mr. Mike Evans with five targets for four receptions and 58 yards. The past two games, he's had 14 targets, 10 receptions, and 117 yards. Is this the real or fake Mike Evans, Bob? Uh, fake, and I'm just believing in the talent again. Uh, the only thing that concerns me about this is Tampa Bay sneakily has a lot of weapons to pass to on this offense. Cameron Brate and O.J. Howard, big, bigger games this week. I wouldn't say big games, but bigger games. Godwin is very involved, especially in the red zone, and Jackson is always hanging out there. Um, I don't think he'll be the... Uh, pure monster that just Fitzpatrick was uh, reigning in on the entire time. Sure. I think Jameis will um, spread it around. But I just think this performance is fake. I, I think you can easily see him consistently get right around six receptions for 80 yards and always a threat for a touchdown. I mean, before his, his previous three games, now keep in mind this was Fitzpatrick, his average was 10 targets, eight receptions, 122 yards, and one TD. So I think he's somewhere, not directly in the middle, a little higher than the middle of what he's done recently against what he's done previously so i'm just gonna say it's fake and believe in the talent that he has i agree i think it's fake and the other thing is is that it's not just got godwin there deshaun jackson's also there too uh deshaun jackson very fantasy relevant the first couple weeks of the season because of fitz magic throwing the ball deep down the field uh i just don't think you're getting that same level of kind of gunslinger attitude that you're getting that you got out of fitz magic that you're getting out of james winston at this point uh, but here's the thing is that james winston and mike evans had big games in the past i expect them to have big games in the future the offense is still exciting uh and i think whenever you go against tampa bay uh you're not worrying about the running game at this point uh you're worrying about mike evans so i think you're kind of gauging the defense but uh i think just the i agree bad week uh bad performance uh you're not benching him you're playing him because you know he's gonna have big games in his future yeah, you just got. You just, sometimes you got to buy into the talent, and he's one of those talents. So let's move on to tight end, Dan. This one's been good for two weeks now. Austin Hooper from the Atlanta Falcons, ten targets, nine receptions, seventy-one yards, one touchdown. Past two games, twenty-two targets, eighteen receptions, one hundred and forty-eight yards, one touchdown. Is this real or is this fake? 
I mean, at this point, what other options do you have? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you might as well say, yeah, it's real. I, I just don't know what else you have at this position. Uh, it is so terrible in terms of fantasy football. Uh, I think you could probably f- roll out Cameron Brady and OJ Howard same week. And <laughs> who knows what happens? Um, but I mean, this has been one of the better offenses in the league for sure. Uh, Matty Ice is starting to kind of has been great this season. Uh, you get big numbers out of the passing game. Uh, you, you know, I guess I guess I'll say it's real because it's been legit for two weeks. He's been good for two weeks, but don't be surprised if in the next game he goes out and has one reception for seven yards. Yeah, so I'm going to agree with you, and it's really just the nature of the tight end position, a lot of it. But to your point, it's a really dynamic offense, and they've been forced to pass a lot because their defense is terrible. Yep. So the targets are going to be there. Yeah. That's the thing is that the action will be there. So why not take the upside? And just think, Sanu and Ridley, we said they're hopeful that they play, but if they don't, it's him and Julio Jones, the two (laughs) targets. Yeah, Yeah, him and Julio and Tevin Coleman. (laughs) That's it. Yeah, so just to be concerned, we're we're believing in this, both of us, but the previous four games before these two-game outbursts, his averages are a little under four targets, three receptions, 31 yards, and a quarter of a touchdown. So this could fall off a cliff at any moment, but with the injuries and with just the garbage and add on the bye weeks, you have to buy into it. And he's on the waivers in most leagues. He's only owned in 57% of ESPN leagues. And right now, Dan, in our league of record, he's the number eight overall tight end. I mean, look at the the, the people who we've had good on before. Uh, and, I, and I just think about Jared Cook. Uh, I was lucky enough to get him for that huge game. I played him the past two weeks and it's been a nightmare. <laughs> it's been a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, and I have the other guy who we're just about to talk about, and that's been equally a nightmare. It's just one of those things is that I, I don't think at this point, outside of Kelsey or Ertz, uh, you might as well just roll a dice and throw some names out there and just hope somebody goes off. That's that's what it's turning into. Yeah, Ebron's creeping up there, but who knows? I mean, it's it's weird. But let's go on to the, the bad, Dan, and give us the bad that you uh, mentioned briefly there. Okay, well, before we mention this, let's just say – Jordan Howard, still not injured. So that's a good thing, right? Wait, Jordan Howard or Jordan? Sorry, Jordan Reed. Sorry, <laughs> Jordan Reed, still not injured. So that's good. That's I mean, the we've plus. We've got that going. We've got, I mean, in the wasteland of injuries that we just announced, uh, Jordan Howard, not on the report. So that's pretty good. So we've got that going for us. Yeah, so, so here's part of my... Um, not takes my bold not takes is if he was healthy he's a top i believe five tight end well he's healthy and he's not that so you gotta turn it around here so yeah this past week nine targets five receptions 36 yards past two games 11 targets six receptions 57 yards only has one touchdown on the year and a high yardage mark of 65 total yards Real or fake? I'm going to say real, and the reason is is I'm surprised. Their passing offense has not looked very good the entire year, the Redskins. So I'm stunned because Alex Smith has always carried a high-end tight end, and Jordan Reed might be as athletic as Vernon Davis in his prime. 
So I'm, and Vernon Davis was better last week than Jordan Howard. That's so that's another that. thing I was going to bring up is <laughs> is he going to keep being involved? Because if a if 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 Reed's not getting a boatload of targets, so he got nine last week, but two the week before that, and Vernon Davis is going to get involved. That's only going to lower his ceiling even more. So. I mean, you're probably playing them because, once again, we're talking tight ends. But I no longer have the high-end expectations that I did. Now, he does have some good matchups, especially starting Week 9. He gets Atlanta and then Tampa Bay back-to-back. So you're banking on those weeks. But I'm not dropping them, and I'm just going to hold cautiously optimistic that he turns it around. But right now, i got to say it's real because there's just a track record to it right now. Yeah, I'm not sure what to think about Jordan Reed right now, other than I'm very disappointed in him. Very disappointed, Mr. Reed. But uh, here's one of the – I mean, who else is there, Bob? That's, I mean, that's it. The thing that's just it. keep coming back to you. So this could be real. I mean, because he's been terrible this season in terms of fantasy football. Uh, but the other thing is, is that a lot of the time – uh, the games that the Redskins are in or that they're winning, it's the running game that's getting them through those games. It's right. been Adrian Peterson. So it seems like as long as Peterson doesn't get scripted out of the game, uh, the Redskins are in good shape. Uh, but when he does, uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't – it's just kind of – it's one of those weird things is that you would think the passing game should be a little bit better than it is. Especially last week, they had a lot of receivers out. They had, they had a lot of receivers out. So you thought that maybe Jordan Reed, which is probably explains why he got targeted so much, would have an uptick in fantasy production. Uh, but it was Vernon Davis, the better tight end on the Redskins. And I, mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm hoping it's fake, uh, but I'm feeling like it's real. Yeah, so that covers our real and fake uh, based on the week six performances. Always a great segment. Sort of gets a pulse check on some players that you might be thinking about. But, Dan, let's go ahead and get into some Twitter questions. We had some good ones come through here again this week. And I'm going to start with at NDO Dynasty, no days off Dynasty. He's got Mark Ingram. Would you rather have as an RB2 David Johnson or James Conner rest of the season? He would basically be trading... Connor for David Johnson. His other backs are Jordan Howard, Alex Collins, and Aaron Jones. Would you do that trade, James Connor, for David Johnson? Straight up. Uh, I, I wish I would have know. I wish I would know what go- was like going on in Le'Veon Bell's mind right now. Because here's the thing: is that if you know that Le'Veon Bell ain't coming back for a while, then you don't. You don't do the trade. You just ride. You ride James Conner out for as long as you can. Um, but uh, I mean, if Le'Veon Bell is coming back, then that kind of diminishes the value of James Conner. But it goes into a timeshare type situation. So then, to me, it comes down to what offense do you like better? Steelers, Cardinals. I think we can both say that we like the Steelers better in terms of fantasy um, viability. Uh, so to be honest with you, even if Lev Bell doesn't come back, I think there could be at least comparable work for David Johnson. David Johnson's having a, an underwhelming fantasy season. Uh, you'd expect he's had decent games. He hasn't had monster games like James Conner. Uh, but even if you get half of the Conner production, you're getting equal production from David Johnson. So uh, I probably would not do the trade. I, I would just ride Conner out. Uh, my feelings on the Lev Bell situation have been – uh, it's 
kind of okay or in the, in the realm of what's happened so far. Uh, I don't know if when he comes back, he, he gets right back into it. Uh, and if the team even wants him right back into it. Uh, so I would probably just keep James Conner and I would not do the trades. Yeah, this was a tough one. And, and I'm, I'm disagreeing. I, I answered uh, this gentleman back earlier before the show. And here's why. I guess I'm just dying on this hill this year, and, and uh, it, I'll probably be proven wrong, but <laughs> James Conner could have you're zero. You're a love-belled truther right now. I mean, James <laughs> Conner could have no value in two weeks, possibly. Sure. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily see that happening, but this might be one of the last chances you get to get some pretty darn good value. And, and you're right, David Johnson's underwhelming, but in our league of record... He's the number 12 running back after a very slow start, seemingly. Sure. Here's his workload the last three games. 22 for 71, one touchdown. 18 for 55, two touchdown. 18 for 55, one touchdown. And he's adding a couple catches. So you'd want more catches. But here's why I'm doing it. His schedule. He gets Denver Thursday night, who has given up at least 232 yards rushing the past two games. They might be one of the worst run defenses. Then he gets San Francisco right after that, uh, based on our league of record, a bottom 10 rush defense, a bye. Then he gets Kansas City, bottom two. Oakland after that, sorry, I'm trying to click on it, bottom five to six. Chargers, they're pretty good, and we'll have Bosa back, so that should be a tough one. Green Bay's okay against the run. And then he gets Detroit, one of the worst run defenses in the league. So... I'm saying do it because I'm just believing Lev Bell's coming back and it's going to slash James Conner's workload. David Johnson's got a nice schedule, and he is the true workhorse. So um, NDO Dynasty, I hope that helps. We've got some differing opinions, but try to give you some stats on that. So, Dan, let's go to the next question. Uh, at Kaawe underscore farm D. Uh, one of our original supporters, Kaawe, we appreciate the support all the way out at the islands, man. Um, he just gave up two 2019 first-round picks and Delaney Walker for Brandon Cooks in Dynasty. General thoughts on that trade. Did he win? Did he give up too much? That's a lot of first-round picks to give up for Brandon Cooks. Do you, do you want me uh, to give you his roster just to give you some more insight? Yes. <laughs> okay, so this is a super flex league too. So this would be a Dynasty super flex. Here's his quarterbacks. Not very pretty, but they're getting it done. Bethard and Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. His running backs right now, Ingram, Hyde, James Conner. Dynasty, keep mm-hmm. that in mind. His yep. wide receivers, Odell and Tyreek. Tight end, Ooh. Travis Kelsey. His flex options would be, if with this trade, Alshon, Tyler Boyd, and Brandon Cooks. Does that help paint a different picture for you? Uh, uh, yeah, to be honest with you, I think he had a, a very nice dynasty team uh, here already. Uh, so kind of, I mean, as your flex, Cooks is nice. Uh, I think you're you're stacked at receiver. If it's Tyree, it's Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah, Tyreek and Odell. Yeah. Yeah, Odell, Tyreek and Odell. Uh, I think I would have probably, if it's me, uh, I think you need to upgrade a QB. Uh, so I would have maybe tried to do a, a QB upgrade for those picks because those picks are valuable, uh, especially you saw this season, the running backs uh, that have kind of come out of this class have been pretty nice fantasy producers between Sanquan Barkley and uh, now Sony Michelle. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have done that. I, I probably would have done it for a pick for one of the picks and 
Delaney Walker. Uh, I would have felt better about that one, just keeping myself in that first round. Um, but you know what? It's Dynasty, so Coke is young. Uh, so you, you could get a lot of usage out of him for probably about another five or six years. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I said I, I would have done that. Um, maybe I'm still just trying to learn my lessons with Dynasty, Dan. I, I, don't, I know we're not moving any of our picks this upcoming year. Nope, don't uh, even try to ask him anyone for it. Whoever's listening to him, they are not on the block this year. But, I mean, look at his young core. Odell, Tyreek, Brandon Cooks, and then Travis Kelsey. Yeah, with Tyler Boyd just sitting back there, James yep. Conner who looks like he's going to be the long term option, and then Mark Ingram's going to go somewhere I think and get a starting job. I, you know, I, I liked it. It was a little much, but I mean to get Brandon Cooks in Dynasty, you basically have control. I liked it. So yeah, I probably would have just done one one pick and Walker, but maybe because of Walker's injury, you probably couldn't get that done. But right. I get, I think it also depends on where you are in the draft order. So if you already knew that, and if you're farther back uh i think you and i both agree that some of those dynasty picks kind of die quick yeah. uh so if you're farther back in the draft and then it's like a 12 team league something like that super flex i still think you can get good value in those second rounds especially if you're looking for a quarterback or something like that right on so let's move on we got two more dan at foantasy fb hey guys just want to pick your brains in my personal league i was offered keenan allen and james connor for michael thomas ppr He's three. He's three and three. His running backs are Marshawn, James White, Tevin Coleman. His wide receivers are Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Doug Baldwin, T.Y. Hilton. So he is giving up Michael Thomas to get Keenan Allen and James Conner. What are your thoughts? I definitely think this is a trade that you would like, Bob, because this is one of those situations where a guy has James Conner and he's kind of reaching for the stars at the kind of the peak time to try to get something long term out of Conner. Um, yeah, so this guy that's asking is the Thomas owner, but the other guy's offering Keenan Allen and James Conner. So, right. yeah, to your point, I mean, I mean, this is this is what I think you should do if you think that James Conner is going to lose values. Go for it right now. Right. I mean, to me, in light of what I've already said, uh, I mean, who are the running backs again? Marshawn Lynch and who is the other one? James White, Tevin Coleman. So Ooh, he's a little thin I mean, on running back. Yeah, Tevin Coleman could have some nice value going forward if he can turn it on, especially with Devonta in Devonta Freeman going on the IR. So that maybe gives you a little bit more confidence, uh, especially in a PPR because Tevin Coleman's nice out of the backfield, um, but. Man, it's tough to give up Michael Thomas. He's the best. I mean, he's the best receiver in the league right now. Uh, yep. I, I probably would just. I would probably hope that Tevin Coleman is going to be a bigger part of this offense going forward and just kind of stay pat. Yeah, I think I would too. Because I mean, think about it. Even if you can only start two, you're starting Hopkins and Thomas every week. If you right. start three, you've got Hopkins, Thomas, and either Doug Baldwin or T.Y. Hilton when he gets healthy. Right. I think you can get away with James White and Tevin Coleman and hope that Lynch especially, doesn't get injured. Especially in a PPR league because Tevin Coleman, pretty good receiver. James White, great receiver out of the backfield. So PPR, you get more value out of White and Coleman that I think you'd get in any kind of even half point um, 
PPR. Um, probably not as valuable, but full point PPR, those are two backs, nice backs to have because you're getting a full value rushing and receiving out of those guys. Yeah, so hold on to Michael Thomas. We both agree on that. And then our last question, Dan, from Five Fingers Solo. Would you trade Tyree Kill straight up for Zeke Elliott? Now, here's his lineup. The rest of his lineup would include Keenan Allen, Edelman, Geronimo Allison, Melvin Gordon, Marshawn Lynch, Kenyon Drake, Shady McCoy. So he'd he'd be giving up Tyreek Hill to get Zeke Elliott. Who are his receivers again? His receivers, Keenan Allen, Julian Edelman, Geronimo Allison. Mm, No, I'm keeping him. I I just... I think you're getting I mean you're getting a lot of consistency out of Zeke. He's the big threat there. Uh, you know what? Maybe I do. Ah, oh, man, that's a tough one. Yeah, here, I'll tell <laughs> I, you what. I'm gonna go back and forth on this one for sure. There's, let me, there's good points why to and why not to. Let me give you my thought process while you sort of think it over here. I said he should. <laughs> boy, this is tough because I own both of them, guys. So I said if you can give up Tyreek Hill to get Zeke Elliott, I would do it, and here's why. You would pair Melvin Gordon and Zeke Elliott and not even have to think about your running backs the rest of the season except for bye weeks. It eliminates the need to worry about who do I start out of Marshawn Lynch, Kenyon Drake, Shady McCoy. And I don't know what scoring format it is, but to me it's easier to find a wide receiver to fill in on the bye or due to injury than it is to find a running back. So he would have two of the top four running backs in fantasy every week in his lineup. So I said do it, although I'm a monster fan of Tyreek Hill. I went back and forth on this one too a little bit. Yeah, that's tough because of the weeks that Ty, especially coming off the week that Tyreek just had. Yeah. Uh, tough to give him up. Um, but you know what? I agree. I think you do it. I mean, how often are you going to get a chance to get Zeke? Um, I mean, it's crazy to me that someone's actually putting Zeke on the block. Uh, that guy must be hurting bad for a receiver. Uh, but I agree. I, I think if you pair, you're getting on your team potentially two top five running backs uh, that you're not going to even have to give a second thought about. Um, I, I'm, I'm jumping on that Gordon hype train right now too. Uh, so yeah, you know what? I've, I, you've talked me into it. I do that trade. Yeah. To me, it's, they're two of the rare workhorse running backs. There's only like five of them in the league. Gordon, Zeke, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, and uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, yeah, I think that's that's about it. I mean, there's not. I mean, Connor now, but Kareem Hunt maybe. Kareem so, I mean, Hunt, yeah. That's what I mean. We're not really getting too far down, and then we already think like, well, they're not in a work. So if you can get workhorses, I mean, that's a big advantage. So right. I guess is it a PPR league or half point PPR? He, he, Did he say anything? He didn't say. So did not specify. Yeah. Still, I'm, I'm I'm doing it. I mean, it's Zeke. You want Zeke? Everybody wants Zeke. So, guys, thanks again. We really love the questions. We love discussing them. Once again, you can follow us at NotTakesFF on both Instagram and Twitter. We always ask Twitter for the questions. So, once again, we love them. Dan, let's give a quick preview of the Thursday night game. Denver Broncos at Arizona Cardinals. Just another note, Denver has given up a combined 550 rushing yards the past two games to the Jets and the Rams. So, this one, David Johnson is going to be highly ranked. I'm starting him, no doubt, and can't wait to see the production. 
Outside yeah, I of, hope it's there. Outside of that, I don't know if I'm really touching maybe Christian Kirk, maybe as a flex or wide receiver three. Um, what about Demarius Thomas? You got any, any hope for Demarius Thomas? Let me take a look just real quick at, um, at least on our league of record here, Arizona. Mm, they've been giving it up a little bit in the past game the past two weeks, but they're still sixth toughest pass defense based on our league of record. Um... I mean, with bye week, you're probably going to have to start Demarius. I'd treat him more as a wide receiver three. Sanders is a low-end wide receiver two. One of them is going to get the Patrick Peterson treatment. Yep. So that's going to severely limit production. Um, outside of that, let me take a look real quick. Arizona, very gen- generous in the run game. So I expect a, a nice performance from Philip Lindsay, who just seems to be more involved in the rushing offense. Yeah, I definitely would rather have Philip Lindsay than Royce Freeman, uh, just because more explosive, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could get your first Thursday night dud out of out of these two teams. I, I think it's just going to really depend on uh, kind of how the game flow go, game flow goes. Uh, I mean, but I, I think David Johnson could have a nice game in. Uh, you know, he's been putting it together a little bit better these last couple of weeks. Uh, so this could be a, a breakout performance for him. Uh, but I'm not, I mean, I'm not holding out a whole ton of hope just because uh, the team in general was just not up to snuff, in my opinion. So, yeah, there's a real quick Thursday night game. We're just going to be like? catching it on the box score. So, um, what do you like? Oh, boy. I'm going to go the Cardinals since they're at home. I, I just think yeah. David Johnson is going to control the game, and they'll be able to put in a few touchdowns. And Denver's just not really inspiring me. Um, so I'll go Arizona, I guess. I'll take the dog. I'll take I'll take uh, the Broncos. Well, there we go. We'll have uh, maybe we'll put a little drink bet on it since we'll be out at the concert. We'll keep track of it. So sounds good. All right, man. So that really ends the show. Let's go ahead and close it. Um, as always, guys, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NotTakesFF. N O T T A K E S F F. Email us any questions, comments, any ideas that you might have that you want us to discuss. NotTakesFF at gmail.com. Our podcast homepage, anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm, forward slash not takes FF. You can follow us there. You can listen to us there. If you do listen to us, feel free to leave us a voice message through the app. We can actually put that into our show and respond to it. But even if you don't want to listen there, that link has everywhere we're available with direct links to the podcast platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn. We're on... 12 different platforms you can find anywhere you like to listen to podcasts it's a lot of podcast platforms we're getting out there (laughs) um for those that specifically listen on apple Podcasts, please rate review and subscribe a five-star rating and review really helps get our show out there hope you like what we're doing we try to make it interactive and, and get out there with our fans we'd appreciate any feedback and review But if you listen to us on any of the platforms I mentioned, please subscribe because then you get the episodes as soon as they're released. And Dan, it's been a couple of shows. Why don't you give a shout out to your brother Tom for our intro song? Uh, Big song, Alma. Everyone seems to love it. Uh, I listen to it at least once a day. So, uh, Tom, thanks for it. Uh, Keep those tunes churning out. And... uh, Hopefully we get to see you uh, before the the big show on Thursday. And before we head out, uh, Craig, friend of the show, right now, I believe, getting ready to have his first daughter brought into this world. So good luck, Craig, if you're listening. 
Shout out, Craig. Uh, we're probably going to have to do a little something different this week. Maybe just a friendly uh, draft segment uh, between maybe you, me, yourself, and John, if we could fit it in. Something. But I'll see you in Pittsburgh for Metallica, man. I'll talk to you. Yeah. Later. Later, boy.